Hello and welcome to our global S&OP community weekly podcast Brought to you by Ahmed Khalid and Ahmed Al-Hamamsi from Middle East Our global S&OP community podcast mission is to build a global community from supply chain, marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world Where everyone's voice could be heard and listened Every week we host a new episode with great thought leader in the S&OP industry. We believe that one word, one story, or one conversation could open up the light in the screen of your consciousness and you'll never be the same again. We discuss hot and trending topics with our subject matter experts by asking the right questions that uncover their valuable experience in our show. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.com .co Stay tuned every week with our global S&OP community podcast. And our global uh, thought leader today is Philip Auenger. So Philip is a supply chain coach and uh, he coaches supply chain people to reach to the next level. He is well known as uh, a career companion. He trains young talent to uh, people or just the young uh, talent, uh, uh, just the students to learn soft skills and mindsets so they have fulfilling careers and they could be later as inspiring leaders. Uh, actually, he's not only coach, but um, Philip, he has a great experience in many multinational companies with various supply chain roles in Austria. So companies like Danone, Samsung and Henkel. And then he decided to dedicate his life to leave a real impact on people's life by coaching them and inspiring them to reach to their next level. So may I ask you please to welcome with us Dr. Philip, but before we just introduce him, you know what we will do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a welcome, thank you. (laughs) Welcome welcome to the show, Philip, it's, it's a pleasure having you today. And I think we have a great uh, episode because it's very rare and uh, and a very unique topic today. So welcome to the show. We are very glad to have you. Yes, thanks to both of you. This is a wonderful (laughs) opportunity. And we already had a short discussion before this. We love providing value to the community. And I think that what you've set up here is amazing. And especially the option now for people to to type their questions now. I mean, where else would you get this? So really big thanks for having me. This is this is very exciting. So when I had the, the applause there in the background, my heart started pounding. <laughs> Great to be here. But before just jumping into your questions, let's move the wheel and ask you, Dr. Philip, how to manage a tough discussion inside the meeting. Yeah. I get this question a lot. And I can tell you, I've been in many of these situations, so I know what they feel like. You can just feel your heart pounding at you know, oh, God, this is going to be unpleasant. The one thing I learned over the years 
and I did speak in front of also like C-level, C-suite people, is mm. that first of all, before I go into the meeting, I just try to, to kind of get bulletproof. I don't know, you might even know the song. There's a song that I like to listen to. It's called <laughs> Bulletproof. So then yeah. I can walk in and I know nothing will happen to me. I'm in my self-secure state. So even if there's some kind of a question and it might get un uncomfortable, that doesn't mean that it will hurt me because I have all my armor. And for some people, it's really getting this energy and getting pumped up with, with music, for example. For other people, it might be meditating. So to say, before you get on stage, before you get into that meeting, take a minute, maybe go to the toilet, close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. And then when you calm down, then you go into the meeting. It really depends. That, that depends on, on the person, whatever you prefer here. And then when you're in that situation and you have these questions, now I also do presentation trainings very often. And the one thing that's always recommended, no matter if it's live or if it's, I mean, really in, in a room or if it's here virtual, is whenever you get a question, move out of your presentation seat or whatever it is. So kind of move away. So if you answer a question here, then okay, maybe it's unpleasant, but afterwards you're back where you were. And here you're in your protected state. Here nothing happens mm -hmm. to you. And you can do that both in a real room or virtually. So you see this already makes a small difference. So this is my question position, for example. Yeah. And then afterwards, at this again, if you maybe had very unpleasant questions here, you can always finalize with, okay, does that answer the question? Shall we proceed? Then you give the other person the chance to react. Typically, they're going to say, yeah, go on. And that gives you another one, two, three seconds to catch your breath again. Because mm -hmm. very often we feel in our breath if something is uncomfortable in our body. Yeah. So then you have the moment to take that deep breath, and then you're standing here again, and then you can continue. I can relate. <laughs> yes, I can relate to this because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I relate. I relate because we're human. Let's say yeah. we, we cannot deny this. Uh, most people think even if I'm a leader uh, in a very high hierarchy inside a company that I don't feel this, I'm human. And I mm -hmm. have uh, emotions, so I can feel the same. But as you said, just everything has a controllable things. But how can we control this? And just I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, in, in my, my view, how I just manage this based on my philosophy. So <laughs> tough questions, it will be there even at any time it will be there but now how you can put like a guardrails or a controllable points just mm -hmm. to manage yourself any stress because it will generate some anxiety so mm -hmm. i keep saying this before before i do anything i know that there will be a tough discussion but before going into any tough discussion number one i should prepare well mm -hmm. so what do i mean by preparing well, i know that i'm going for with an executives and i know that there will be a lot of questions did i prepare well and what do I mean here by preparing? Well, asking myself before being asked. So mm -hmm. I ask myself hard questions. And not just, you know, preparing or just a presentation. I show something here. But what are the reasons behind this? How can I dig deep? What could be the expected questions, tough questions? So ask yourself before doing uh, or letting people ask you. And second one, even if. Uh, listen well. Because if you don't mm. listen well, you will be annihilated. You will build stories or, you know, you know this, this feeling when people start to ask you many questions and you just pause for a moment like this, your mind was paralyzed on one, one element 
of the 10 elements that they are discussing and mm. you start prepare the, the, the answer. So just don't go with listen well and let your mind absorb. Just mm -hmm. don't make your, your mind uh, be being paralyzed. And after finishing this, this is what we, we say, we name it like effective listening, listening well. Second point or the third, third point, which is repeat the questions. This is something that I've learned because again, it doesn't mean that I listened well, that I perceived it well. Mm -hmm. So I need to ask myself, that repeat the same questions that I, did I understand your question right? So I ask the same question. Why? Two reasons. Number one, to affirm that my understanding is right. Two, is just giving myself a time to react and give myself think, just time to, to think in, in a different way. So this is two, two uh, I would say, two major options that you could have. And let me admit, even if you prepare well, and even if you uh, just did your part, could be another questions out of this uh, context that you, you had. But at this moment, there is no issue or there is no shame that to say that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'll come back to you. I will exactly. come back to you. This is this is the reason. But if you have an, I'm, I'm just saying based on my personal philosophy, once I just mastered this, all the anxieties and all the, the stress, all the pressure that I had before any meeting, it goes away because mm -hmm. I have my framework. What happened? Mm -hmm. Will I die? No, I learned. <laughs> I will get yeah. I will get the info and I'll come back to you. No problem yeah. at all. Because yeah. again, as some people, they got paralyzed. I'll tell you, Philip, uh, oh, my image will be very bad if uh, I say something. I need, I need to improvise. I need to say anything. But take care. People, if your reputation got hurted, and first impression will be like we will last for a long time. Mm -hmm. yeah, people they would appreciate that you don't have a knowledge right now, and you will come back than having a devastated reputation. This is just yeah. my advice. Yeah. May I add uh, something about this? One. This I don't know. Um, I use that. I'm not afraid of saying I don't know because it even underlines your authority. It underlines your reputation because it means if you say that you don't know. All the other times you're speaking, they know that you know what you're talking about. So this actually helps you in all the other situations because they know, well, if Philip says he doesn't know here, then okay, fair enough. But it means the rest of the time he knows what he's talking about. And just one, this is like a pro tip at Trust Me It Works. If you get yeah. one of these questions and you don't know how to answer, always have some paper and a pen with you. Because if you get mm -hmm. this question, you can say, I don't know, but good that you bring this point up. We didn't consider this so far. Let me note it down and let me get back to you. And once you write it down, people will see, ooh, he, she took that question really seriously. Mm -hmm. yeah. And very crucial, if you say you'll get back to them, let's say tomorrow, get back to them, ideally still today, latest tomorrow. Don't let this drag on because that ruins your reputation. Because yes, then exactly. Like, oh, yeah. but he never answers <laughs> to the question, what's happening and so on. That can really ruin your reputation. I think I think uh, it's part of communication. People want to see that you are concerned, well, that you're doing the presentation, you're prepared, and that you're concerned that they they give a question and you are concerned to give them back the feedback quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's part of like you're saying, it's giving it's your reputation. So it's okay, as we were saying, both of you that uh, 
we don't know everything we're experts but we don't know everything so it's it's usually we should not panic we should not feel like people are here to attack us for example or give us uh, some hard questions or well, sometimes i know i spoke, spoke to people they say this uh, guy like for example in the meeting he hates me or we have problem with the, <laughs> with the sales team so the sales team is trying to corner us or the top management is trying to corner us no it's never it's always a game in your mind so in your mind if you feel that you're going to attract that and you're going to be paralyzed like you're both saying you're not answering the questions so everything will pass and uh, and don't worry just uh, be prepared like ahmed saying and uh, take it easy take it light and uh, it will be fine we're all subject matter uh, experts we have experience and uh, we have knowledge uh, to share so it 100%. will pass as you will say yes. as you said if you take it in a perspective of learning you yeah. will not be annihilated or just the anxiety will go over quickly but yes. again we care about our image or our position how we look like in front of people because we don't have, we have a lack of some knowledge or we have a lack of some information currently mm -hmm. so we got panic but again yes. there is nothing to be ashamed of if i don't have the information right now we'll come back to you even yes. guys okay this information is very critical okay i will call the guys and i, I bring the information right now there is no issue mm -hmm. but just if you know the ways how you can deal with such situations all the anxiety will go over and i keep saying this because of the stress that we have it in in companies right now and the pressure on margins and you can see what's happening all over the world with the vuca environment everyone mm -hmm. is trying to pressure is hammering everybody everybody else but again guys don't be pressured just because affecting your mental health it will kill everything in your life just it will affect your your, your relationship with your family your health everything in your life so just try to relieve just relief yes. totally <laughs> yes yes relax relief so it will take us i think to the second question uh philippe like is uh -huh. there uh, uh, some kind of uh, like uh, soft skills or some kind of training to be relaxed or to feel uh, uh, easy during uh, this kind of uh, meetings and uh, during this kind of tough discussions what are the soft skills that you uh give us advice or all our uh, audience or to all your students how how you train them to to be uh, ready to this kind of conversation stuff discussions yeah well the first thing is there's no rule that applies to everyone so this is yeah, what i mentioned exactly. before for some this might be deep breathing and meditation for some this might be jumping and doing the victory pose i mean there's all sorts of nice tips for this you could do yeah. like dress for success if you say you always know that whenever you wear this suit or this dress you know that yeah. you feel good and, and you kind of you also shine the the authority and you shine the uh, let's say your your most impressive self that could be something or you say okay you'd have your shot of espresso before you go whatever this really is something that that you can discover and i always feel this is like a buffet so there's 10 things you can choose. And do you want the spaghetti today? Or do you want the, I don't know, the curry, whatever you figure out, this is what you like the most. And that's what you apply then. I still think that it makes sense to test various things because just because you've mm -hmm. done something for the last years doesn't mean that it's the best fit for you. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it makes sense to test. And here, think about the five senses you have. So maybe you're not aware of this, but maybe you're a very haptic person. So you want to do something with your body. Well, then maybe the victory pose is exactly right for you. You go to the toilet before that meeting, you do your victory pose, <laughs> or you make a big grin or something, and you might be the kind of person who's very receptive 
to feel a very positive um, impact or a very positive result from that kind of thing. Or as I said, it's the espresso, that's a flavor kind of thing. Maybe you have a smell that calms you down. So all of these things, mm. just give it a try. And there's honestly, just Google it. I mean, you can find a thousand pieces of advice on this. I'm not the yeah. only one who owns this knowledge. But what I always like to underline is, give it a try. Whenever you have this kind of ups upcoming situation, try this. And then the week afterwards, try the next and so on until you find the one thing that you feel, ooh, I like this. Do you have any tips? Well, how do you deal this with this? For example, if we have a call like here where we might have a few hundred visitors, how do you deal with, with it? <laughs> uh, well, uh, as, uh, as you said, it's with uh, trial and error and also with, yeah. uh, with experience. So now I've been like doing maybe a hundred uh, live shows or, or more yeah. than hundred live shows. So as experience for now, I'm just talking to you. I'm just chatting with you. Mm -hmm. Normally, I don't feel any kind of, uh, of, of pressure. Yeah, so exactly. at the beginning, yes. uh, beginning, <laughs> I remember first time I was on, I was on was the really a guru with million followers. I was so tensed. <laughs> but what was good, uh, sometimes when you meet people who are very experienced, they tell you to calm down. It's okay. Nothing will happen. Because at the beginning, when you're trying something new, you're always... Uh, it's, it's out of your comfort zone, so you don't know what will happen. Uh, what will happen if uh, suddenly uh, something happened, Ahmed is off, I cannot hear him, or people <laughs> cannot hear me, or what shall I do if I go out, uh, connection, uh, problem with the connection, oh, uh, my reputation, what will happen? Everything passes, as you yeah. said, and uh, it's normal. It comes with, with experience. You gain confidence, and you gain confidence to talk to people. Uh, you gain confidence to have... Uh, uh, talk to people publicly and go and share your knowledge and you'll find uh, as you get uh, right and you're directly the, the the nice thing is that you directly get credit from from people and mm -hmm. get feedback from from people that if you're doing well and sometimes mm -hmm. uh, people will tell you uh, we cannot hear you well there's problem with the with the it's constructive you take constructive feedback you don't feel that this uh, or sometimes people will tell you this subject is off this subject uh, was good mm -hmm. so it's good to talk to people to take for example polls uh, what we should talk about uh, all that so nice. this comes i think with the, with experience you you beat the fear with experience, you beat the fear and you start to feel uh, confident, and uh, it's nice. It's, uh, it's, it's really yeah. a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, you remind me also, Philip and Ahmed, about my first show in front of yeah. the camera because I'll tell you how I take it a step because the anxiety, I'll, I'll tell you, I started from which anxiety. So huh? I started uh, videos, recorded videos, and okay. there's a big difference between being live on camera or live streaming and mm -hmm. being on on a camera that you could have like thousands of shots to to prepare and appear the best version of yourself mm -hmm. nobody see how many shots that you have how many scenes that you could have how many yeah. mistakes that you had how many you know problems that you had in, in in just in front of the camera in the back but when i take this decision just to go live with people and be very authentic that i'm speaking normally like this not like preparing scripting everything i mm. speak from heart it was not easy but again you know it's a practice it comes by practice for sure there is an exact again because we are human even the best speakers when they come and they speak they have emotions they they have some fears but the game is how to control your fears will it will you allow your fears just to take it over or you can control them 
here is the game. And my humble advice is just build some rituals, some habits. Like what we, we are saying here, we are, this kind of podcast, it, it has many effects, okay? One of them, definitely, it's uh, just sharing knowledge with people, okay? We're giving and getting visibility from others. And part of it also is our personal development. Because, again, we are as a human, how can we speak? How can we listen? We improve. We got improved when we host people, when we listen to their values. It's part of also from our personal development. So it's a practice, 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 and it comes by by time. It doesn't come over day or overnight. This is what I can say. So if you allow me, I'll jump into some of our uh, audience. Yeah, sure. that's, yeah. that's, that's some of their lovely comments. Yes. So Ahmed Musa is saying it was not easy to deal with anger during meetings. Sometimes I wanted to shout and throw some stones over. <laughs> However, I found the magic t- uh, key to control my anger, putting myself in other shoes. Definitely. Great, great yes. comment. I, I can relate yes. to this because, again, sometimes we just perceive people based on their behavior right now, but yeah. not in their intention. Maybe they yeah. have another intention, but what they behave yeah. differently. That's yeah. why put yourself. It's very, very, very valid point. Uh, yeah. They mean they don't mean anything bad, by the way. Yeah. But put yourself in their shoes or their their place. The total picture yeah. will be totally different. Yeah. And it helps you also anticipate the kind of unpleasant questions that you might get, because exactly. very often <laughs> supply chain projects, when we say, okay, we want to earn or reduce our manufacturing footprint or we want to reduce stocks, whatever. If you're selling a kind of concept like that to sales, their main concern will be, oh my God, there's not going to be any stock and I'll have lost sales yeah. and I won't reach my targets. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you know that in advance, <laughs> then you sell the concept differently. <laughs> because then, of course, you could say, yeah, we're optimizing, so we're making sure that we don't spend all of our cash on slow movers, but instead we're going to bump up our stock and fast movers. Yes. It doesn't even have to be true, honestly. Yes. Anyway, you are selling. underline that you will never, ever run out of the top seller, for example. And then the sales rep will sit there. Yeah, sure, whatever, do what you want. They wouldn't ask you the evil question. Yeah. You're selling the topic to sales, so yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am not saying that you should always lie. Yes. yes. Lie from time to time might, might help. Yeah, but choose your phrase exactly according, I think, according to the target audience or, or who you are talking to. So you cannot uh, tell sales we're going to go out of stock or we're going to reduce the stocks. Uh, they panic. will get uh, no panic. panic attack. Hundred <laughs> percent. So we have our friend Nielsen. Interesting need of the our topic. Thank you Thank so you, much, Nils. Nielsen. Everybody, um, good day. Uh, yes, hundred percent. Our friend Bragg. Can you take this, uh, Mr. Hamamsi? Yes, this is strong needed to create a background and manage discussion in a careful manner. No harm in keeping a script with possible cross questions and suitable and crisp answers to same. It's about managing mindset, actually. Pragmata, yes. Uh, mindset is very important, of course. Thank you, Brag. Thank you, Brag. Our friend uh, Sharmila, she is sending. Happy, uh, happy Easter. Easter. Greetings. Easter greetings. Yes, Thank yes. you. <laughs> Thank you. Gideon. Thank, Thank you, Greg. Thank you, my Thank friend. You. Our friend Brag. The key, should the key should be, yeah, go ahead. The key should be to stay focused on the message to be delivered, and also important is to make sure that the same has been understood correctly. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Fact. Now, I'd like to add a point here um, because I Please. see this very often when people prepare a presentation, 
They spend hours and hours preparing Excel charts and putting a nice PowerPoint and so on and preparing what they're going to say. Great idea. Be prepared. Know what you're going to say. And now food for thought that I want to challenge everybody who's in the audience and also <laughs> you two fellas here. Did you then also think how you would say it, where you would stand on your stage mm -hmm. while you're saying it? Did you think of a gesture, for example, that you would do? Did you yeah. think of the tone of your voice, the volume? Yeah. Did you think of that sort of thing, how you deliver the message? Mm -hmm. That's where you make the biggest difference. And this can be minor things like saying, okay, we have option number one, which is about this and this, and option number two is about this and this. This will help people digest, okay, we're, we're here. But then afterwards, you can relate back to it and say, yes, yeah, so option one we spoke about, this is what we, we wanted to discuss now in detail. So you kind of anchored that this is option number one here. And that's just a minor detail. But if you put effort into things like gestures, mimics, voice, and so on, how you move around on stage, what you're wearing, and so on, this makes a huge difference to your credibility and yes. to your reputation as, uh, as a whole. And that's why I always want to challenge people who spend hours and hours preparing what they're going to say. Yeah, good idea, but go beyond that. Think about how you're going um, to say it. How, yeah. It's a huge. I thing. think that's that's. Uh, I, I mean, can you give uh, applause, please? Uh, <laughs> please, 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 yeah, because uh, this is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's the combo. Yeah, I think. I think because this is really a bullseye, like they they say, and uh, really people like he's saying spend a lot of time and uh, maybe making the presentation uh, with PowerPoint, fancy slides, and all mm -hmm. that. But how to present is totally it can kill it. It can kill it if you uh, if you just uh, just say what's on the slide or what is on the curve or what what is the main point of the slide. You have to take care. What is the message? That you mm -hmm. want to deliver and how that you're going to stand what you're going to wear uh, you must test if you're going online test uh, maybe sometime before before you go the sound everything so it's uh, it can be a winner or a, or a killer for uh, for for your presentation though you spent hours for uh, for preparing but you did not uh, get like uh, the tone of your voice you, you you want to excite people you want people to be engaged with you you don't want yep. people to sleep while you are presenting with that exactly. and that sometimes it's very disappointing sometimes people really spend like you said hours but at yep. the end of the day the presentation did not go well because of, uh, of of how to deliver the message and i yes. see people who really they don't like they don't have a lot of knowledge but they know how to present Exactly. They don't have exactly the full knowledge of the, but how they present, how they, yeah. how they wear, how they talk. Uh, they are better than subject matter experts who have years and years, but they don't know how to present. Years of years exactly. of experience. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Now, don't get me started on this subject because I also give presentation <laughs> trainings for supply traders who want to convince yeah. their audience, not just the yes. data, but with this sort of thing. Yes. I can't talk about it for hours. Just one, one small suggestion, and again, the pro tip here, uh, if you think of voice. Yeah. If we speak with a very high voice, we're really conveying that we're emotionally attached to this. Wow, this is really so interesting. Guys, let's do this. Wow, this is really so interesting. Guys, let's do this. <laughs> sounds different a deep yes. voice conveys authority conveys self-security and so on so if i want to say okay we have some very tough measures coming up but i know that we'll get through it that sounds different than saying yeah we have something big coming up and i know we'll get through it they sound very nervous. <laughs> and that alone already makes a huge difference 
don't overdo it. Don't turn into an opera singer who suddenly <laughs> sounds very unrealistic. But that's that's a very simple trick. And once you've, I would suggest first to listen to other people speaking and analyze mm. exactly that. Analyze: Are they speaking with a deep voice? Are they speaking with a high voice? Or do they have like a melody going on? Yeah. And then mm. you realize, ooh, they're nice to listen to because they're doing this and this and this. And then yeah. based on that, you can learn and you can try and kind of fake it till you make it. Test what works for you. But again, yes. I can talk about presentation skills for hours. So <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> I can say also, you know, it's all about storytelling. The best speakers, they are very good storytellers. They, yeah. could have, they shouldn't have the full knowledge, but they know how to hook their audience. They know mm. how to swing the emotions, not to have, yeah. you know, a monotone emotions all the way or just, you know, a fixed uh, constant line. People, they got bored. How you can let people, th their minds soar with you. Just mm -hmm. start, create curiosity. They think with mm -hmm. you. And don't let them just bored, bored, bored. As you said, you have many things that you can play with this inside the storytelling. And as you said, you know, body language, your tonality, how you can adjust your tonality here. Some people, they just, let's say that they relax. How can you just return them back in that context itself? It's, it's a game. It's very big game. Yeah. 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 So uh, we have our friend also. Patrice. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you so much, Patrice. We have our Bokendra friend. Bokendrashevan. Stay calm in the discussion and listen. Right. Yes. Represent. We said, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. We have uh, Shams. Shams uh, is saying, I see the main problem lies in the victory of the point of view and not the most successful solution. How to overcome this? So it's a question. So I think it's a question, uh, if I get it right, is saying that people sometimes brag about their point of view or something, but uh, it's not... Forcing. Uh, yeah, for, yeah uh, forcing the point of view. I yes, think regardless. I think mm -hmm. we came from the same point, you know, <laughs> because we, we just see our everything from our perspective. So I'll leave it over to our global thought leader today, Dr. Philip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's so great. I turned into doctor this evening. I'm not a doctor, but hey, this evening I'm a doctor. <laughs> now, let me read the question again. So the, the victory of the point of view. Um, what I see generally, the bigger an organization is, the more points of views you have, and the more need you then have for compromises and for solutions that might not make everybody happy. And depending also a bit on country's culture and the company's culture sometimes you yes. know exactly that the only point of view that matters is the highest hierarchy who's sitting there exactly exactly mm. yes mm. That's yes you cannot do it it's, it's sometimes it's tough i agree sometimes it's like top down like mm. you or everyone is listening like to the ceo if he says something mm. nobody argues uh, with him exactly so this sometimes creates of course problem because as you know uh, in a, in, a, in a big company, there must be another voice or voice of uh, challenge because people uh, sometimes they're scared to be fired or something if they argue against the point of view. But sometimes you can present your point of view, but you don't have to go into clash with the, with the top management. Exactly. But you can just present your point of view and say at the end, the decision is yours or something. But my point of view is X, uh, Y, Z. If their point of view is ABC, but you have another point of view, you can say it, but in a nice manner. You don't have to go into a clash or telling him, for example, you understand nothing. <laughs> That's the last thing you say at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but believe me, sometimes uh, 
you hear uh, like although the, those people are are very highly experienced and you must uh, like uh, respect their experience but sometimes it's it's not logic because sometimes they are looking very top level and from your uh, perspective because you're inside the operation you understand the real problem so sometimes they don't listen to you sometimes mm -hmm. no we've been like 30 40 years and we've tried this and it not work so they don't want to give like another uh, shot for for some kind of a solution while you're inside the operation and you're uh, working for example inside the factory and can see what are the main challenges so I think it uh, both uh, it goes uh, both ways. I think top management or leaders they must listen also to people down. They uh, we know that they have big experience, but they must like for example not sitting only in their uh, desks or whatever in their rooms and they are not uh, looking at, at what's happening uh, inside their factory or their organization. And people also should learn how to uh, to to express their point of view. Top don't do don't go into clashes of course with them uh, and they will respect you i think at the, at the end if you are not just uh, saying yes okay and for example doing something else or mm. or just uh, being afraid to express your point of view that's that's what i want yes, to say i i, I agreed 100 percent the hamamsi and i think that you just uh, explained it from their point of view and just yeah. my humble my humble view it's also there is it's two two ways it's not only one way so sometimes yes we have also a part from our side as you said but our part here is to ask what is their personal interest or what is their interest and yes by understanding their interest first thing that you can do is just or just prepare your stories that you can take the maximum just showcase in the right manner why we had a conflict with them because our language is different we don't know their the interest yeah. that they want we can explain it in the right way if we understand what they are looking for so giving ourselves a chance to understand what is their personal interest and it's at the end of the day i keep saying it's it's enlightened interest it's not only there is no one-way interest it's two ways so i care about the company and you care about the company definitely so how you can reach this midpoint i would say a road or a place that you can explain your uh, interest in the right manner as you said and receive them and you will reach to a midpoint by by the mm -hmm. way if they if they if they just resist as philip said i say that it's toxic environment and mm -hmm. you have you have nothing to be done but at least you have done your part and now you are just satisfied and I've done everything in the right manner. This is what I, I am saying. Yeah. Yeah. And keep in mind, the, the more, the, the bigger the project or the bigger the change or the bigger the, the challenge that you're about to present here, the bigger the, the contradictions or the bigger the, the resistance yeah. will mm -hmm. be. And that's when it makes sense already to have some side discussions before you go into the meeting. So you yes. can speak to each of these people individually and already tell them the concept, make sure that each of them understands the benefits. And then afterwards, during that session, they already had the chance to talk to you about the things that they disagree with. But then it's mm -hmm. much easier to, to get a consensus there. Yes. What will always happen is that you have a, a handful of people or some people who then suddenly have a loss of memory and then suddenly stab you in the back <laughs> and pretend like they never yes. heard about it before. <laughs> that can happen. So don't <laughs> assume that everything will go smoothly. But yeah. it certainly helps if you're ready. Again, you do this only for a big subject. You don't do this for every subject. But if you already spoke to eight out of ten, 
then you already have a pretty good feeling for how that room is going to feel like. And as we said before, if there's the one decision maker, well, then obviously make sure that you spoke to their boss before the yes. meeting. And then yeah. it's just a reminder for them. And they say, oh, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. You're done. <laughs> More it's work. easy. Yes. Yeah. But at least you, you got your project through. And then that presentation itself is just kind of like picking up that that final confirmation just to the for them to say yeah let's do it yes <laughs> if you allow me if you allow me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I still find this funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll jump into the next question or just the comment so Nielsen, better better to write down ten worst questions to come in the room. I think it's it makes sense before in terms of preparation, just in case if you do any presentation. I think yeah, like uh, play a scenario. Sometimes play the devil advocate or uh, uh, with with some colleague or something. To try to give you like what will be the questions. Maybe he asks you some tough questions before it, and you try to prepare the answers. Sometimes do with some kind of scenarios like this uh, make you feel uh, comfortable, I think, during a presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just maybe one point to add here, Nelson. Yeah. Um, the 10 worst questions, that kind of puts you into a fatalistic mood. This is going <laughs> to happen. It's the end of the world. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> I get the urge to say that you prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Um, yeah. But maybe just in terms of phrasing here, in terms of mindset, maybe don't say the 10 worst, but just say the yeah. 10 most typical, most realistic, or the ones that you can expect. And of course, it's going to be those. But going into every meeting thinking, oh, my God, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm. Uh, you're training yourself to be calm and to stay a pessimist. Yes. And I think that's that's not something we should do to our lives, because the people who are optimistic are the people who make the big changes that who, who typically tend to be happier during their entire lives. Um, so just that, that one minor point I, I I don't like seeing the 10 worst questions towards the yeah, end yes. of the list. <laughs> it, it makes sense, the phrase itself. Yes, I agree 100%. Definitely. Thank you, Philip. So no we have... There. <laughs> <laughs> no, we give? I don't want okay. the applause every time. <laughs> okay, we have here some optimistic uh, comment, I think, and uh, from Dr. Nina, of course, an international mm -hmm. speaker. So saying using humor, I think that's that's a good one. So it's like uh, using humor to get through difficult situations. It's usually ease the stressful feeling and anxiety. I I, I love that. It's like uh, edutainment, like we like we say, how to make it entertaining and how to uh, connect with people. So and people interact with you. And uh, sometimes if you put a good joke or some humor in the in a sense, it uh, it works. Just relief, yes, it relieves the stress between yes. you because sometimes you know you find like you know everyone is having their cannon and then explosion mm. happens. <laughs> so you have to come and come down. I I agree. I agree 100% yeah. on that point. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Nina. Thank you so yeah, much. I'll, I'll rain on the parade near. Uh, I do have a slightly different opinion when it comes to humor. Yes, if yeah. you're in your own culture, go for it. Once mm. you have a mix of cultures, humor sometimes doesn't translate. Uh, so that's um, something to keep in mind. You might make one. a joke that your own folks will laugh about. But Other offensive. people might say that's not funny, and offensive. the third group might be offended. <laughs> so yes, I, yes. I like humor, but maybe test something before. Do something where you know this is a crowd pleaser, also in different cultures. Yeah. Um, otherwise, taking things lightly 
definitely leaves a nicer impression because you show that you're in command here. Like if I say, oh, sorry, my voice is dry. I need to take a sip of water. That's completely different than thinking, oh my God, I, I have such a dry, <laughs> my dry throat and I can't drink because if I drink, then I'm not professionalism. Mm. If you're relaxed on stage and if you take it with you, we're like, <clears throat> what's going on with my voice today? Give me a second, please. Mm. <laughs> that leaves a completely different impact, yeah, impact yeah. or a different perception yeah. on the audience. Yeah, 100%. Thank you, Philip, for this. We have our friend Judith. Uh, just jump in the deep and, and beat and, the fear. And beat the yeah. fish. Definitely. Thank Go you. for it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Judith. Yeah, that's how you gain experience. You only gain experience yes. by doing it. <laughs> yes. So, Pragmat, uh, is it advisable to have more than one stakeholder while conducting such difficult discussions? Uh, this may help in balancing the emotions and also to ensure that there is sufficient evidences as one-on-one -on -one discussions may end up in allegations. Mm. Mm. Or insufficient, but I don't know what's, uh, what's okay. remaining. Insufficient? That's the kind of question I would ask to please post that again because yeah. I, I, I'm a bit confused so here that's a nice example <laughs> Prague, if you yeah. could, please ask this again I think okay. let's take the first line the so is it advisable to have more than one stakeholder while conducting such difficult discussions so with stakeholder you mean person presenting here Prague maybe you could let us know in the okay comments. yeah, yeah exactly we can let them jump into another one Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you. Bragg will be waiting. Thank you, Bragg, of course, for uh, our friend for... Chandra. Definitely. So Chandra, thank you. Yes, thank you. Our friend Enrique. Enrique. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello Enrique. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Our friend Innocent. Uh, he's asking in case of the fear public speaking. I take confidence in the belief that this is my best opportunity to impress. In time of anger, I remain quiet. I think it's it's very good approach. I think it's a statement. It's not a question. Yeah, it's about uh, anger management, I think, and how to manage your anger. So yeah. Yeah. generally, don't do big, don't take big decisions, or don't do any major uh, changes in your life when you're very, very enthusiastic or very angry. Yes, typically definitely. not good decisions. <laughs> I learned that yes. the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our friend uh, Muhammad Karkar, it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it. Good one. Yeah, good one. Thank Very you. good quote. Thank you. Enrique Acosta, I'm the message. The resources have to be in place, but the message has to be clear, timely, and delivered appropriately. Yes, appropriately. Yes, definitely, definitely. Good one. Thank you, Henrik. So we have uh, Ahmad Qasim, our friend. He's asking if the conflict is available, it's better to cross uh, one bridge at a time. Please advise. So it's like how to deal with conflict and uh, and how to uh, shall we like. Uh, Go deep dive in it, or take it uh, one piece at a time. I think that's 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 the question of, of Ahmed. What do you think, yeah. uh, Philip, about that? And here also, it's better to cross one bridge at a time. So this could be, for example, if you get several questions from the audience at yeah. the same time. Yeah. 
you can go through them point by point, or you might realize, okay, I'm going to pull the emergency brake now and say, okay, obviously there's still a couple of topics that we haven't considered yet. I'll get back to you individually to work on this and let's speak yeah. about it next week during the next meeting. So this shouldn't turn into a complete, yeah, hit show where people just yeah completely ruin your concept and next time you're going to bring it up they're going to say no but this doesn't work blah, blah, blah. <laughs> better go into these one-to-one -one discussions and and cross one bridge at the time yeah i like this because sometimes sometimes you lose the lead onto the presentation so i think it's a good point sometimes it's a question and sometimes you find some people will go and try to hijack your presentation or yeah. take the lead <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you totally go off of the topic of uh, of your of your presentation so yeah. and definitely. you never know the other person might even have bad intentions there yes like they might just hate your yes. guts and try yes. to make you look bad could happen but yes. uh, again i mean you're in your safe state here and you don't want that to be ruined so then it's better to keep that safe state and say okay obviously there's still too many questions here that are unsolved let's park it for now and let's talk about it next week yeah. Definitely, definitely. I think this this can the same in the same context itself. This can open another question to you, Philip, which is how to deal in a toxic environment. I would say oh, inside yeah. a toxic mm -hmm. environment or toxic uh, uh, culture itself, mm -hmm. how can we deal wisely with uh, people around us? And especially if we don't have a choice, you know, sometimes yeah. people that they don't have a choice. They're trying to get out of this toxic culture, but they don't have any option right now. And I believe yeah. also it's affecting their mental health. How oh, can those people uh, take the right action or, or just to mm -hmm. manage or adapt in that uh, manner? Yep. Now, toxic workplaces are a very common phenomenon these days. I and mean, just look around, ask around. This is happening and this is happening basically everywhere. And it's a really bad thing. So this is very bad leadership, typically, that's causing a toxic environment. At the end of the day, when it comes to this sort of situation, I always feel it's the classic three, love it, change it, or leave it. So either come to terms with it and say, OK, it's fine this way, and I won't make myself angry. I won't suffer the consequences. I just accept the way it is. Mm. Sometimes you need to be a Zen Buddhist to be able to do this. So this only works if it's some smaller things that aren't breaking your spine every day you walk into the office. Change it is figure out maybe there are some minor changes that you can do that already make a huge impact or, or that make the whole situation feel much better for you. And that could be going to a different department within the same company. Because mm -hmm. very often a company actually is fine, but if you have a terrible manager, the I'm whole sure. company feels terrible. Yeah. But then analyze it. Is the company the problem or is the manager the problem? So then you can change it. You can still go, go somewhere else or leave it. Leave the freaking place. Just go yes. somewhere else. You don't deserve The company does not have the right to ruin your body, your mental or your physical health just to make a profit. That is not okay. So if you have the option to do that, then leave. And this is why I'm a big fan, especially if I start to speak to young people whom I focus mm -hmm. on. Guys, if you're in your early, mid, late 20s, don't accept a terrible job. Go somewhere else. You have a good education. You can go somewhere else. But if you leave, then demand an exit interview and explain why you're doing it. And if your manager says no, then go to HR. If they say no, then write an email to management, put HR in copy, leave an email address where you can be reached and say, this is what happened. This is why I'm leaving. I believe that this is a problem because of this. Here are some examples. 
I would suggest to do this and this. I would love to discuss more mm -hmm. with you. Then you give them the chance to, to sort this problem out. If it's one person, might not have an impact. If everybody listening to this podcast starts doing it, then this will have an impact. Then these companies will no longer be able to keep toxic leaders. This mm -hmm. will change. And then, of course, afterwards, when you leave the company, you're going to tell all your friends about it. And here again, I would say be fair, separate between terrible manager and terrible company. company maybe, it's both, maybe it's only one, but then also be fair to explain why did you leave the company? What was so toxic about it? Just to make sure that also the company's reputation is, let's say it, it deserves to be that way because it was based on the whole company or was it just one manager? And I think that's really yeah. the, 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 the way to, to make a big change here in the world because this is a problem that's getting bigger and bigger. We need to do something about it. If you allow me, that's, that's yeah, a no. great answer, please. You so deserve funny. it. <laughs> Honestly, you deserve it. I like how you analyze it 100% because you Thank cannot you. generalize everything. You cannot generalize everything. But when we are stuck, especially with a toxic people, as you said, maybe it's a function, maybe it's a department, maybe because of someone only that has is doing all of this. But when we are in such situation, we don't analyze, we don't dig deep into these situations or we don't ask ourselves these questions. But definitely if we're working with a company that really has a values and they respect people in that way, still you have you, you have like, you, I would say you're equipped, you can come back and use your rights. If there is anything that you feel inside the department, if you feel that you are, someone is abusing, someone is using authority, all of this, you can highlight. And because at the end of the day, again, we are employee. Nobody here, I'm just, I'm, I'm a founder of the company. I am owning this company. Yes, we have that mentality of that. But your manager, your boss, CEO, it's still employee. Use if the company has the values, you are equipped, yeah. so don't be afraid at all. You can go and speak. No, nobody will, will hurt again, you. again. And also, I'd like to say it's the image of the brand, the company now, the image of the brand with all the social media. Now, we are we are on companies, also should should respect their employees and should uh, should work on their brand. They should not yeah. say that we are not going to give raise, for example, we're going to fire people, we're going to fire people without giving them an exit. Uh, uh, interview or all that so if i play it uh, opposite so companies also should respect their their uh, their employees and should take care of that because of the word of mouth this is the strongest it Absolutely. will always be the strongest marketing tool if you lose right. this reputation uh, yeah. you will, either you'll get uh, you'll not get the right candidates the right employees you'll get the people yeah. who are just uh, uh, working uh, from nine to five i say and they don't uh, respect the company or they don't uh, they will not give 100% for for the company and they will lose motivation quickly yeah. and uh, you should work definitely you should work for the brand that I like that you said about the 20s and if you're early in your uh, career and see this clearly you can go out of, uh, of the organization prepare for an exit plan before you have like commitments and you're at your late stage of your life and it's the only source of income, for example. So it's hard for you to to have yeah. an, to exit out of this toxic environment. Yeah. And maybe one more point to add. This might yes. be one voice, but if all of us start doing this, this is more than one voice. Yes. Think about mm -hmm. hashtag Me Too, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, 
Greta Thunberg for climate. These were all individual cases that suddenly start spreading. And with social media nowadays, this goes very quickly. So every single case matters and toxic leadership needs to be addressed. And I just described one way of doing it, but this needs to be a more and more common discussion we need to have now. Because I can tell you, I even had spine surgery because I had to break my spine basically working for, I won't say any names, but there was a certain person in management who tried to break my spine and it was injured, but it didn't break. And I walked out straight. But that's the yeah. kind of thing that that seriously injured me mentally and physically. And that's this is my body. No yes. company has the right to, to destroy my body. It's mine. 100%, 100%. Thank you, Philip Ahmed. Look Thank who is you. here. Yes, the great guru, we can say the guru of the gurus. Thank you so much for joining us, Daniel Stanton. So he's saying thoughts about approaching conflicts with a consistent style versus adapting your approach to the context and personality style of the other person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's asking uh, about say, thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say mix applies here. So people should typically know what are red lines that you wouldn't cross. What are things that you stand for? What are the values that are behind it? But obviously, if you're dealing with a choleric, that's going to be a different conversation than if you're dealing with a quiet person. So that's why I would always kind of mix it and not turn into a completely different person with everyone you're speaking to, um, but but kind of a fine mix. That's my two cents here. Keeping it short Thanks. because I think we only had one hour. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because as this. we can said, we got, needs more, more than one episode. This uh, this. Uh, yeah, I'll be happy to be back. Yes, <laughs> you're always welcome to be back. Yes, yes. Thank you, uh, Philip. Thank you, uh, Doctor uh, Supply Chain, Doctor yes. Daniel. <laughs> so we have our friend Ida. Ida, Ida Sibai, I think. Hi, hi, yes. Ida. Thank, hi. You, thank you so much. Our friend also uh, Abraham. Nice, nice to see, see you again, again. Ahmed, I think. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abraham. Thank you for joining. <laughs> thank you so much. Again, another statement from Mr. Supply Chain. He's saying thank great you. points, gentlemen. I would also add uh, Glassader has really made employment culture and bad managers a risk that companies need to manage closely. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Dr. Philip. I know that time flies and uh, uh, the, the best times, you don't feel it, honestly. Yes. Yeah. You don't, this, this is not one hour at all. Yes, I think it's it quickly, I think. I think the topic yes. is of interest of uh, most of our audience here and for us. And we really learned a lot, uh, a lot from you, from your insights. The way, the, the easy way you explain and, uh, and present your, uh, your points of view, it's, uh, it's really an honor to have you today. And we are looking forward to have you again and again. So we're so happy to my have pleasure. you today. I would love that because, you know, I focus on young supply traders, really the yes. first years of their career at the university. We're still young girls. We're young at heart. That's where it starts. That's where people yes. need to start coming up with yes. behavior because afterwards they need it for the rest of their career. So I think yes, that's definitely. Okay. Dr. Philip, before we close, so yes. uh, 
Can you tell us how you're helping supply chainers and how they can reach you, whatever you, if they, what they, they just reach, won't reach you? How can you help them and what is the best channel that they can reach you? Sure. So I already mentioned it before, so I focus on young supply chainers. So that can be yes. so at university or to get their first job or to get the first several jobs. And then later on when they want to get the first leadership role. So this is where I really go into training and coaching for individuals. But it could also be, of course, that maybe the people listening here, they're team leaders and they have young people in their team and they feel there's still something missing, soft skills, mindset. And this could be things like networking skills or setting goals or, as I mentioned before, convincing presentations. So mm -hmm. then I'd, of course, also be very available to support team leaders to help them grow their team. Best way to reach me is here on LinkedIn. So first of all, of course, follow me, have a look. Maybe my content also resonates with you. And that if you like what I'm doing and if I could be of help, then just drop me a private message on LinkedIn and I'll be happy to get back to you. But thanks for the opportunity to explain this. I appreciate that. Thank you, Thank so, you so much again. Looking forward to have another episode. Thanks for our sure. audience and looking forward again. Great questions. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Care. Thank you for listening to our Global S&OP Community Podcast. We hope that you have absorbed some values from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be notified every week with the new episode. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.co or ahmedkhaled.co. We believe that one word, one story or one conversation could transform your life. Stay tuned next week with a great thought leader in S&OP. Have a wonderful week ahead.